We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, Her Hoop Stats fans. Welcome to another episode of Her Hoop Stats Unplugged. Happy March. It has been an exciting few days in women's college basketball. Of course, five and six major conference tournaments happening this weekend. Plenty of upsets across the ACC, Pac-12, Big Ten, and obviously the biggest one in the SEC with South Carolina falling to Kentucky. Kentucky going on a great run there to win the SEC tournament. So huge run for the Wildcats. I don't think too much to be worried about for the Gamecocks, though. They're going to keep that number one overall seed most likely. So um, time to write the ship before the NCAA tournament starts. And then the Big East tournament is also going on this weekend, which is where I have been all weekend. So for this week's episode, we're actually coming to you live from Mohegan's on after the first two rounds of the Big East tournament, talking about the quarterfinal and semifinal action, as well as what we're looking forward to and previewing the final between UConn and Nova. So without further ado, live from Mohegan's on. And I'm here today with Dana Mattia from our Hoop Stats team. And we are live from the Big East tournament. Just wrapped up the semifinals here. So we're at Mohegan Sun Arena. Big East finals coming up tomorrow. UConn versus Nova. So the one versus two seeds. Should be exciting. We're, of course, going to get to that game. But first, going to start off with the action that we saw yesterday in the quarterfinals, semifinals today. And then, of course, we'll preview that, that big game coming up tomorrow. So yesterday, we started out the day, long day, four days of basketball. UConn in the opening round took down Georgetown pretty handedly. I think not too much to say about the game. I think basically what you expected from UConn coming into this tournament. But I think the big thing was Paige Beckers led the Huskies in scoring for the first time since her return. Played just about 20 minutes, so definitely the most minutes she's played as well. But it was 16 points, um, had a, a four assists and five rebounds as well. So just a really great game from Beckers as we're seeing her still working her way back for the Huskies. Yeah, it was over from from the very beginning. Uh, I think it was 43 to nine and a half. Uh, I mean, the, 
that's where I think I'm most impressed with UConn so far is their defense. They are shutting everybody down and doing it early. Yeah, I think we've seen the Huskies kind of extend what they were doing at the end of the regular season when they got all these pieces back. I think yesterday was four straight games now that they had held their opponents to under 40. That broke that streak broke today, but still just really locking it down on the defensive end and that's setting the tone on offense for them as well. Really impressive kind of on both ends of the floor to start this off. And then in the second game, we are not going to be talking about defense at all because we've got oh quite the offensive matchup in game two of the quarterfinals. DePaul versus Marquette. I think, I mean, when you say DePaul, no surprise at all that we're talking about an offensive game, but it was really Marquette's offense that was the story there. I mean, I think if we told you that DePaul scored 85 points, you'd probably be like, DePaul won the ball game, but. Marquette, 105 points, too shy of a Big East tournament record, 65.7% from the floor, a new Big East tournament record, just a phenomenal offensive performance for Marquette. Yes, and 49 to 17 on the rebounding battle. Uh, I mean, you joked during the game that you might get whiplash from how back and forth you're going, but uh, it was so fast paced, of course, with the ball, and nobody could stop Ben Clunan and Carlin. Uh, I think they can mine for 46 points. Uh, but you feel bad for DePaul because I think they would have made a better matchup for UConn today with the variance they have. But uh, either way, uh, Marquette played really well. Yeah, really well. And also what Marquette did on the glass, I think, was really important. They did a fantastic job boxing out in tomorrow. Broke her 23-game double-double streak. Obviously, no, no, no shade tomorrow there. She's been fantastic all season. But, I mean, just Marquette's game plan in there, they had – multiple players in the paint on every single possession, making sure she couldn't get up, come up with those um, loose balls. So a really solid game plan from them to kind of come away with that win on the glass as well. That was a big part of that win. Yeah, and then our next game uh, was St. John versus Villanova. Uh, I felt like this started out close and we thought it was gonna be uh, a good game, but Villanova really handled them easily. Uh, Brianna Hartley set a career high. Uh, in rebounds with 17. She was also the second player in Villanova history to have a 15-15-5 game, uh, 17 points, or 16 points, 17 rebounds, five assists. Uh, her and Maddie uh, are really peaking at the right time. Yeah, they, I think when we get to today's game, they were fantastic today as well. I thought in the first half, it was the matchup between Maddie Segrist and then Leilani Correa for St. John's, two of the best players in the conference. It was a lot of fun to watch, but then Going into the second half, Villanova was really just able to kind of pull away. The game was pretty much over at the end of the third quarter. Um, they were really able to open up the gap, kind of like you'd expect them to do. That's the number two team in the conference, but I think we've seen it kind of down the stretch again today that, you know, Seagrass is just great at making those big plays like you would expect a conference player of the year to do and like you would expect one of the best players in the country to do. And unfortunately, because it was a 9.30 p.m. <laughs> game, uh, we were expecting another blowout, uh, of course, with Braden and Seton Hall, and that's uh, not what we got. In fact, we got one of the best games, uh, probably the best game of the Big East tournament so far, uh, with Seton Hall pulling out the one-point win over Creighton. Uh, it literally came down to the wire, but uh, it was really back and forth. There were 12 lead changes uh, throughout the game. Uh, Lauren Park Lane was just pure magic at orchestrating the offense, finding whatever she wanted, getting through uh, getting through the paint, and then finally kicking it to maybe who had a game winner uh, from the short corner with 2.1 seconds to go. Uh, 
I, I was amazed because, I mean, I knew Seton Hall had been playing well. I think they've won uh, 11 of the last 13 games. Uh, but their defense was so fantastic, shutting down Romsic. I think she was held under her average. Uh, she had zero points in, in the first 12 minutes of the game. Uh, so hats off to Seton Hall. Uh, I don't think there's any team that battled as hard as they did uh, in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, I've always been impressed with Lauren Park Lane at her size. What she's able to do in the lane has just always been so impressive. Unfortunately, I missed that game last night. Went home early. Regretting that just a little bit, but <laughs> um, we did get to see them in action again today in the second um, semifinal, and it was a battle as well. I think you know probably the second best game of the tournament so far was that second game today. But before we jump over to that, our opening semifinal was UConn versus. Marquette and I feel like the story was just like UConn's defense again Marquette scored 105 points yesterday they had I think it was eight points at the end of the first quarter maybe it was six it was not a lot of points at the end of the first quarter um, and I think we just saw again what the, the Huskies can do in terms of locking a team down on the defensive end and then I think the other trend we're seeing kind of for UConn right now is Kristen Williams came out hot really hot in the first quarter against Marquette she had it was like basically felt like four straight baskets in the lane, eight points really quickly at the beginning. She did something similar against Georgetown on Saturday. So just kind of really setting the tone from that first quarter. It feels like UConn's coming out with that mentality right away. And just in these first two games, I've really been able to kind of almost decide the game in the first quarter. Not that these two can't fight back, but they're, they're blowing it wide open in the first 10 minutes. Something that coach mentioned, uh, Coach Oriana mentioned was like the depth they have now. Uh, I mean, their leading scorer on Saturday was Paige, and then today uh, it was Avina Westbrook with 16, and then uh, Dorka chipped in 13. Uh, I mean, this team gets points from from all over the place, and I, I feel like there's not really a, a weakness that you can expose so far. Yeah, I think the other thing that Gina Oriama put in today was like, Easy Fudd was one from nine from four today. Obviously, how often is that going to happen? Probably not that often, but they don't like a month ago, if Easy Fudd was one from nine from four and Paige had two pitches were playing, but if she was playing at two points, this team might have been losing games. Now they've got so much depth that they know where their scoring is coming from. And then just the way they're like defensively able to come out as well, there's just there's a lot of depth, so that allows them to kind of be more aggressive, I think, on the defensive end because you've got players that can come off the bench. You have subs, so players can get rest. I mean, it's like it feels like it's almost unfair at this point because Paige Beckers is still coming off the bench for UConn. So you basically have a game today where UConn goes up by 10 points early on in the first, and then they basically like hockey sub like four players in, and you get your national rating national player of the year coming in off the bench. There's no break. There's no break in the slide. It's scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we've been talking about it probably for like the last couple of weeks now as like Paige has been working forward back, but this is just definitely a team that's peaking at the right time. I think you can see that they're playing their best basketball of the season very clearly. Yeah. So getting to our last semifinal game, we mentioned it before, but Villanova uh, beating Seton Hall. I felt like the game was, was closer than it probably should have been. Um, Villanova took a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, just dominant performances from uh, Maddie Segrist and Brianna Hartley. But uh, Seton Hall fought back, uh, got it to within four uh, from a 10-0 run, and then uh, I think it ended at a nine-point edge. But I, I was not too impressed by the way Villanova handled the pressure today and kind of makes me a little worried for tomorrow. Yeah, Villanova turned over 
five, six times in the, the final quarter there. So they really kind of collapsed a little bit under Seton Hall's defensive pressure. They really turned it up. We were able, like you said, to kind of get it down to that four-point margin. It came down to, though, that Villanova made the big plays, and specifically Maddie Seacrest made those big plays. She came out. She hit a couple shots in the fourth. She had a really big assist towards the end of the game. Um, to get out, pick it out for a three that pretty much sealed the game. So I think, I mean, like you expect, right? We said one of the best players in the country. She's going to, you expect her to come out and make those kind of plays. But when you get to March, I think that's what it comes down to is who comes out and makes the big plays. And she certainly did that today. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the game tomorrow. I mean, uh, I do feel bad. I, I mean, you mentioned Lauren Park Lane earlier. She had 22 points today. Was you know again uh, just fantastic to watch. And their coach uh, Tony Bazzella had a lot to say about just the Big East in general. And I mean, we've observed the talent on this board uh, firsthand. Uh, but he had a lot of comments about uh, the disrespect the league is getting. Yeah, and I think that's something we've really heard. I mean probably more adamantly from Bazella after the game today, but just in general from Coach Bruno. Yeah. Um, from Archive, from really all the coaches here this week. And I think it's something worth noting is that, you know, we look at it like you look at the projection for the tournament right now. I think UConn has or the biggie says UConn and Creighton in and then Villanova and the Paul sitting kind of on that bubble ESPN has them in the last four out. Um, and just the fact that this league should not be a two-way league, and I think that that's been a set that's been echoed all the way through. I think Villanova is the most interesting case to me because I think you look at a team there. I think they have seven losses, but four of those came without three or four of them came without Maddie Seacrest. So I like how do you? It's the same thing as when you look at all these other teams that have these big injuries to major players, and, and Maddie Seacrest is one of the best players in the country. So those that has to be adjusted for, and then. I think, how many teams in the country have a better win than Villanova with a win over UConn? That is a huge win. They've won, I think, something like 11 of their last 13. They've been on a strong run to finish the season as well. And after in the Big East final, I mean, I don't know, regardless of what the outcome is tomorrow, how you, that's not a team that should be in the tournament. I think they're very clearly a top 68 team in the country. But I think it's just something you see. I mean, I think we talk about mid-major teams are all too. Like, maybe not the level of respect that they get in tournament. It is really like the, you know, the eighth best team in the Pac-12, really better team. The second, third best team in the Big East or a lot of other major conferences. In my opinion, probably not. No. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I mean, we still have to see what, who's going to be in and out and what's to come. And I, obviously, Villanova does have a chance to just answer that question for themselves sure. tomorrow. And crazier things have happened. <laughs> yes. I mean, Kentucky today over South Carolina. Yeah. So getting to that game, um, I mean, I, I feel like just, you know, for you, Megan, like what does Villanova have to do to, to pull out a win? Yeah, I mean, I think Denise still had hit on the head. They have to hit shots, right? Like, that's going to be a big thing. You have to go out and execute on offense, which is obviously way easier said than done. We've talked about how good UConn has been defensively. Um, I mean, if UConn comes out and holds them to 40, 50 points, I don't know how they're going to win the game. So that that's a big thing. I think you have to come out and execute. You have a player like Maddie Seacrest, though, which I think is, is a really big um, – no advantage in that right? I don't think UConn has had to play a player like Maddie Seacrest in this tournament yet like you said I've said like six times now but one of the best players in the country just a player that really can go get her own looks can do a lot of things on the floor but you're gonna be relying on her to execute and then obviously UConn also knows that Villanova is going to go through her, 
her a lot. So you're going to have to have other players step up and make big plays as well. I think that's going to be really important. The other thing, this is a Villanova team that takes care of the ball well. If they continue to do that tomorrow, that will help them a lot. I think, like we said, they didn't do that so well in the fourth quarter today. Hopefully they can clean that up going into tomorrow if they're going to compete with UConn. If you let UConn start running in transition, that's a very quick way for the game to get out of hand way too fast. Yeah, I feel like I'm very excited for the matchup. I and mean, I, I, it's weird that we haven't even mentioned her yet, but how dominant she's been, but Aaliyah Edwards and Brianna yes. Hartley. Uh, Aaliyah, I, I feel like her and Brianna have so many similarities in the fact that they are everywhere. They're ball hawks. Uh, it is going to be just awesome seeing them both go for every single ball tomorrow, every single rebound. So it's – the teams are similar in certain ways, but, yeah, I think you hit it. you you got to hit shots to, to beat this team. Um, and I guess over the last, you know, five, six games, no one's really been able to do that with UConn. Yeah, exactly. And I think the other thing I'm really looking forward to is we've talked a lot. Well, maybe not. I've talked a lot about Kristen Williams and her defense in what it's been in the last few games, regular season, and also the postseason last year. It was I thought she should have been leading the player of the tournament for the Big East last season. She just played such great defense going down into the postseason. We've seen that in these games, but there hasn't necessarily been that like prolific score on Marquette or on. Um, Georgetown that you know she's had to really lock down and guard obviously you have that with Maddie Seacrest going into this final so how can she defend Seacrest does she lock in I think I want to say she held Seacrest to three points in the matchup last last year obviously Seacrest is a better player than she was last year but Williams I think is also a better player so I think that matchup on the defensive end is going to be a lot of fun to monitor yeah I mean and, and you have the the, the biggest defensive player of the year on your team as well. Yes. So, I mean, the more you talk it out, it's, it's a, uh, it is a scary matchup for Villanova. And it, I mean, like the rest of these games, it could get out of hand quickly. So you're really going to have to rely on, on that shot making and on handling the ball because UConn's going to switch all five positions. And they've proven that, that they, they feel confident guarding uh, one to five with any player they have. Yeah, exactly. I think we've seen that a lot. I mean, they've just been so strong well, we defensively, know, and it really doesn't skip a beat when they step in either. There's just there's a lot of weapons on both ends of the floor right now. I think talking about like NCAA tournament too, it does have I think some implications for UConn how they not just that they're gonna if they win this game tomorrow, but how they win it. I think that's gonna be an important thing to keep an eye on too. I think UConn is a team that to me is just like the hardest team to try to figure out what the committee is going to do with because it's just such an unprecedented situation. There's nothing you can really point to and be like, okay, what do you do with the team that was missing their national player of the year candidate for most of the season and also had X, Y, and Z yeah. other injuries. Um, so especially with them not having like a power conference type post season in this conference tournament to really be like, okay, yes, we beat, you know, these five ranked teams, three ranked teams. So how they win is going to be important. If UConn comes out and plays like they have in these first two games and comes away with a big win, I think that's going to go a long way for them in seeding. I think with everything else that's happened this week, they're on the two line at this point. But yeah. um, where they fall, do they get to go to Bridgeport? Mm. Coming out and winning by 20 points tomorrow goes a long way in that conversation. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I want to I want to pick Villanova for the sake of uh, rooting on an <laughs> underdog, but. Uh, <laughs> But you said earlier, this team is peaking at the right time and they're healthy. So um, I fully expect UConn to come out and be just as dominant as they have been. Yeah, that's going to be my pick as well. I think 
add to the fact that they've already lost to Zone over this year. I think we've seen this team, UConn team, when they're coming off a loss or, well, they haven't, I don't think they've played anyone that they've lost to already, but the way they come off a loss, they come out angry. I kind of expect that mentality to come into the game tomorrow, which if Nova can't kind of avoid that first half or first quarter onslaught that we've seen in these first two games, it's going to be, I think, really hard to come back from that. Not to mention, I mean, I mentioned it to, to Megan during the game, but I mean, for UConn, these are basically home games. Uh, it is so loud in here and it is packed. It is a Monday night, but uh, fully expect the Husky fans to be super loud. Yeah, the crowd here, especially today, has been was amazing. I think for from a UConn perspective, at least, just in terms of it was a pretty full arena, very loud. And we, the first half of that game was deafening in here. They were up by ten within like a couple minutes, and it was still deafening all the way to halftime. So uh, I expect something similar tomorrow. So that's definitely going to make it harder for for Villanova as well. They did beat UConn at home though earlier. That was a home game. True. I think the crowd here is a little bit different than that game's crowd was. But um, yeah, so I think that's something to keep an eye on as well. It is technically a neutral site, but very much a home game for <laughs> UConn tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think we both are picking UConn right off picks, but For sure. Uh, I've got a question for you. Who is your like tournament MVP so far? Ooh, I mean, like if I think of it in terms of of UConn, it's it's hard for me because I feel like Aaliyah Edwards doesn't get the credit she deserves and like the impact she has on the game. Um, and granted, they've only played two games, so it's it's a really small sample size. Um, so I think from from their perspective, I'd have to wait and see. Uh, and if you know Villanova pulls it out, it's it's easy. You know, Maddie or maybe Brianna if she has like a you know another crazy double double. But um, I think in order to win, you need probably close to 30 points for Maddie. Yeah, I think that's going to be crucial as well. I think it's similar. I think Maddie Seacrest, I think to me, has been the player that's played the best all tournament so far. So like, but going into tomorrow, I mean, that's a very different ball game. So we'll see if that continues. I mean, I expect her to come out and get her spilled, but she's been fantastic. So I think so far she's been the MVP. I'm not saying that UConn's players haven't played well. There's just been a like I said, no one's played more than, I think, 28 minutes in any of these games for UConn. They're using their depth all the way through. So I think, you know, they're sharing the wall. That's making secrets stand out more. I think that could be another thing that kind of comes into this game tomorrow, especially as we get into the second half, though. UConn has been playing a nine-player rotation through both these games. They also, I think they played 11 in the, the first game against Georgetown. No player has played 30 minutes in any of these games. Villanova, on the other hand, players got a little bit of rest yesterday, but today, I mean, Maddie Seacrest played 39 minutes. Brianna Hurley played 38 minutes, so a lot more minutes on those legs when you're talking about three games in three days. The rest that you kind of had is going to work in their favor. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I mean, I, we, we did see Paige come out and play, you know, really well in that first game, but I feel like, like nowhere near her ceiling, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a championship game, I'm expecting something big out of her. Yeah, I think she had a quiet night tonight, or not night, this day. Quiet yeah. day today wasn't necessarily her best performance. I think nothing to be concerned about if you're a UConn fan coming off of the game that she had on on Saturday, but I agree, I think. You know, Paige Beckers is the type of player that, you know, steps up on the stage is the biggest, so I wouldn't be surprised to see something break up for tomorrow. All right, well, that's it for Morning and Sun. Uh, 
you can follow along with us though for the final on my Twitter and Instagram tomorrow. Well, that's all for today's episode. Thanks again for listening. As always, make sure you rate, like, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to us. Also, be sure to check out the stats site at herhoopstats.com. All the stats you need for NCAA basketball, super helpful as you are going to make your bracket in just a little over or actually under a week. So definitely go check that out. Also be sure to be subscribed to our Substack newsletter for all of our best content in your inbox daily through March. And make sure to follow us on social media to keep up with us throughout the rest of the conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament. And then go, of course, going into the WNBA season as well. We're at her hoop stats on all platforms. Thanks again for listening. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.